Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. back it's episode 20 oh i miss y'all i miss y'all too i talk to you more than i talk to our people in my family by the way i was thinking about it today (laughs) it's true because we have like a standing once a week date i'm like you know i should do that with other people but i just i'm just so tired (laughs) (laughs) but you know it's so crazy like i went out with the um I went out to poetry with a good friend of mine who I had not seen in forever. You're so cultured. I know. No, but I used to really be into poetry. I mean, honestly, you know, I, I used to, for you. Hold on. Ex- you know, I used to step on a stage or two. Wait, you did spoken word? Yes, I did. Can Don't we get a little? Can now. we get a little taste? Right. So let me see. Um, no, we can't. <laughs> do phenomenal woman. Every black woman who's ever done spoken word has got to know phenomenal women. Of course. Really you may push me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. But I got diamonds at the meeting of my thighs. <laughs> yes, I am a woman. Phenomenally. Phenomenal woman. That's, That's me. me. No, um, no, but I really did used to be, like, especially in college, I was really into poetry. And so there's this young woman named Jasmine Manns, who is dope-tastic. If you guys get a chance, Jasmine Manns. She, um, I don't know, she's like 25, but she's got this new poem called like message from Kanye or something like that where it's this poem kind of like Kanye what happened to you but it's really an amazing poem and she was having a show in Newark where I live and it was like 15 bucks at Symphony Hall and I was like you know I want to go but then you know how it goes when you buy a ticket like a week or so ahead of time when you're feeling all optimistic and then the day comes and you're like I'm tired I don't want to go but we ended up going anyway but it and I realized that so so I'm 36 and most of my friends are in their 30s and I'm feeling there's like this general sentiment and I don't know you could tell me this because I know you're still in your 20s if you're getting this energy from your friends everybody feels so stretched to the limit and tired and no one's really taking time for themselves everybody's just in go 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 mode have you been getting that I'm feeling like I'm in like the go to work and come home go to work and come Mm -hmm. home and cook the dinner and watch the tv and maybe work out and then go to work and you know like that cycle that kind Mm -hmm. of gets gets me down yeah I don't know like I feel like the the 30 year olds and the like the 35 36 you know 32 year olds I know they've they've it's not even like so much go to work and go home it's like everybody has kind of um hit like the turbo drive because they're just like okay I'm past my 20s I know what I want to do I'm working in my field I got that promotion and now it's just like everything is going great professionally but my personal life is totally dying that like it's such Mm -hmm. a crazy sentiment but every one of my friends has been like you know everything's going great at work or whatever like business I whatever I have but I just I'm dying on the inside help wait you are personally (laughs) 
No, yeah, yeah. Well, me, I've been feeling like that too because it's like like business has never been better at the budget Nista. Honestly, like it has never been better. Um, things are growing at a pace that I cannot even it's like warp speed at the budget Nista. But at the same time, I'm like always tired. And thankfully, like Superman is so amazing. Like today, I just came straight home from my taping I did and fell asleep and woke up to a clean house and bre- and, and food made. And I know you're tired, babe, but I'm just like, dang, when's the last time I hung out? And like just hung out, you know? Because like, even when I hang out with my friends now, they bring their computers. And like we talk about work. Even at the poetry show, me and my girlfriend at the intermission who I went with, and we're like talking about work. And I'm like, dang, when's the last time we were just like, oh my gosh, and hey girl, and those are cute nails. And yeah, so I feel like there's this like, I don't know if it's the age that we're in, but everybody's just been struggling to reclaim. So one of the things I'm gonna do is I'm actually gonna have a vision board party. Um, and so you're totally invited. And we mm. shouldn't see it like loud and public. Cause then people are gonna be like, I wanna go. Well, by the time this airs, it might be over. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it for you, but you know how I feel about vision boards. Yes, I mean, but I, I mean, you can keep it in, honestly, because I, I think that one of the things, one of my ways to kind of reconnect is to try to, like, host events where I can hang out with my friends and just hang out and let it just be that, you know? Like, it's it doesn't not... even have to be that. You know, I was just talking about relationships and how mm-hmm. I'm really, like, trying to focus on that for 2016, and I'm telling you, that weekend that I spent with my friends, mm-hmm. like, we had internet but not we just literally just played games like just mm. we had a few board games and we had a tv and we really played old video games and we just like it, we didn't even talk about anything like that memorable we didn't have yes. any like discussions that changed lives but it was just being together and just like i don't know it was it was just like you turn your brain kind of down a notch yes. for a weekend it was maybe something like that it's it's it, I think changing the environment, if you can, I know it can be complicated, but getting mm-hmm. outside of your apartment or yes. outside of places that remind you of work or working yeah. um, is really important. I think a game night, that would be fun. And maybe that's what I'm going to commit to, that, like, one of my, like, things for 2016. Because, honestly, like, I like, like, planning and putting people together that maybe at least, like, maybe once every other month, I plan some sort of, like, fun night where it has nothing to do with anything other than fun. Like, hey, game night. You know, everybody bring cards. We have taboo. You know, vision board night. We all just kind of hang out. You know, I, I'm definitely gonna commit to at least like once every three months, mm-hmm. um, having some sort of just gathering, just for gathering sake, and women coming and laughing and eating and drinking together because I just think that we need it. You know, we do, and it's nice to like you're so stuck in your own lane and like what you're doing and. It's nice to sit back and remind yourself that other people have stuff going on too. Mm-hmm. It <laughs> like, is. And I, I hate that feeling when I see, like I just saw one of my friends who was like my first, almost one of my first friends when I moved to New York and I saw him for the first time in a year and we live in the same neighborhood. Mm. He came for, he came for dinner the other night and we were just talking and God, I was like, you were, you started law school. I forgot about that. Like he started law school and I hadn't even thought about it, you know, and I felt, I don't like that feeling. So it's nice yeah. to just, yeah, because I feel like it, ma- it makes you a better friend, too, when you... For sure, that every, you know, you're not the, like you said, I love that. Uh, knock, knock, knock on the mic. You're not the only one with stuff going on. People have mm-hmm. babies. That mm-hmm. have, you know, <laughs> oh, that's cute about your business. I gave birth. So. <laughs> I created a human life. I know. Just growing a little, a little person inside of me, you know. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of babies, um, I had like four or five friends who had holiday babies. Well, four who gave birth and one who announced they were pregnant. So it is like... 
before the past couple of years have been the years of the weddings mm-hmm. and now it is becoming the years of the babies yes either way your budget's screwed because there's like a million events i uh, <laughs> last year's babies i'm going to baptisms and first birthday parties <laughs> yes like, uh, uh, it is I, honestly like once you get to a certain age you just have to open up like a separate bank account for like life you know like just things that are happening in your friend's life because you just know you're gonna have to put money out you really do but yeah. I tell all my friends, I'm like, you shouldn't have gotten married five years ago when I was broke in New York because now I actually have money. I know. <laughs> I remember I wrote when my I wrote my friend, she got one of my best friends, she got married three years ago. I remember writing her check and I had I was like two dollars away from overdrawing my account when I wrote that check to her. I think it was like seventy dollars, some random number, that's all I could afford. <laughs> I was like, Oh, remember when you used to write checks with like the fear of God in your heart? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like or you write a check with a caveat, like so you I'm can only cash this, this <laughs> after June, after the 15th. Between the 15th and the 30th. If you cash it after the 30th, I'm not going to promise it's going to be money. But if you wait again until the, you're like, girl, just keep your money. <laughs> oh <my laughs> uh, those are the days. Well, let's jump into some headlines just real quick. Yes. Um, I wanted to talk about some buffoonery that has taken place. Uh, it, I don't really watch comics, watch comics, read comics. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do enjoy the occasional movie. So I read two, not only one, but two major comic book publishers, DC Comics and Marvel. Marvel is Spider-Man. Let me not get this wrong so people don't come flame me. Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man is Marvel and DC Comics is Superman. They both made like huge snafus in the same week. So DC Comics put, they placed a storyline with Superman and Wonder Woman, who I guess are going through some relationship struggles <laughs> in Pakistan for some reason. <laughs> and there's all this dialogue, you know, the little bubbles. And then the bottom, there's like an editor's note that says dialogue has like an asterisk is all translated from Pakistanian dot, dot, dot editor, which is funny because Pakistan's a country, but no one speaks Pakistanian because that language doesn't exist. Yeah, it must be. It must be like, you know, like cousin to African. Because, you yeah, know, you there's, not a, <laughs> there's not a million African languages, just one language called African. Hmm. So it must be kind of like in that vein that you, you're just not quite aware of. It's like <laughs> saying, do you speak, yeah. I mean, do you speak Chinese? Well, there's two different Chinese languages. Yeah. yeah. Or like, do you speak American? Like, girl, you didn't know Pakistani? It's similar to American. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to pretend that I knew what the languages in Pakistan were. Actually, the main language is Urdu. Mm-hmm. Yes. And there's like three or four others, including English, that are quite common. But, um... All it takes is a Google search, my friends. I was going to say, you know, the Googles is open 24 hours a day, and I've heard it's free. I bet you, I bet you can even search Yahoo.com and find that information. Yes, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Which that is works. saying something. Even Bing will allow you to find out. <laughs> and, you know, we don't really Bing much, but even Bing, I've heard, can be used for those kind of free searches. Well, not to be outdone, uh, DC Comics, or sorry, Marvel with Spider-Man. They play Spider-Man in Cuba. Love Cuba. <laughs> It's amazing. You can go to Cuba now if you're American. It's super easy. Um, they placed him in Cuba, but for some reason they drew the Puerto Rican flag. Oh, well, you know, flags are all the same. Like, you speak Spanish, Puerto Rico, Uruguay, you know, Honduras, all the same to me. Mm. <laughs> That's funny. Like, you're right. So, apparently, the people were really, in, in the comic book world, the Googles, wasn't, they weren't working for them, huh? No. And you know what's funny is... In, in the article, I'm reading it from remescla.com, which is like a blog focused on Latino, uh, Latin American news. They mm-hmm. write that the writer of this comic, the writer is Puerto Rican. 
Mm. <laughs> Which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> the writer was like, well, you know, it could be a joke. The writer's like, let's see if they get this. <laughs> it can't be a joke. That's crazy. I bet, you know, maybe it was just a matter of like, he's so used to seeing the Puerto Rican flag. Maybe, if, even if you live in New York, like the flag is everywhere. Yeah. Um, That maybe he just saw it and didn't even think about it. But how could you forget you're writing a comic based in Cuba and then the flag? Maybe he wrote it and didn't illustrate it. Yeah, this is true. Whenever, is it me, or whenever you hear somebody say Puerto Rico, you want to say, oh, is that just me? Oh, look at you. <laughs> no, it's not just me. You, somebody, you tweet the BA podcast. <laughs> let me know if you don't want to say, oh, afterwards. Uh-oh. What's happening now? Okay, wrong song. <laughs> well, they failed, and I feel like publishers need to do better. Yes. I mean, like, yeah, Google works, and I mean, I get it, because sometimes there's so many like little nuances when it comes to putting things out that it's things slip through the cracks, but you're just hoping that enough eyes will see things that that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Well, let's move along. Wow. Do you have anything else to say? Oh, real quick. Are you playing the lottery? So I'm not going to lie. Everybody I know is playing the lottery and mm-hmm. I'm like, should I? But I kind of want to get my millions from, from my business. But I'm not going to lie. Your husband brought home a ticket, and I'm like, hmm, that was $4. It could have gotten me a coffee. Yeah, but the, if that $4 now, if I'm like, Mandy, hello, hello, buddy. I know. You don't want to, like, you don't want to do some too much because, like, yes, when they win, they could like, be like, oh, you didn't believe in me. You can't have this. So Exactly. Like, so one of the, um, so a woman, uh, one of my Facebook friends, she had written, like, oh, my God, I'm so mad I didn't go to work yesterday. Apparently, her, her um pool, like, you know, she has an office pool. They chipped in money and they won whatever it was. It, was, it ended up being $50,000 a piece. So, mm. you know, she's pissed. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you know, not enough to, to quit your job, but certainly enough to make for a happy new year. Yes. <laughs> she was like, I'm never missing work again. <laughs> I would do an office pool. I don't know. I've just, I, I have just feel some type of way about gambling. I just don't like it. Don't yeah, like it. Yeah, me too. Well, not to bring the mood down, but... <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about this lady, this Hungarian lady. Oh, Lord. Who did not one, not two, but seven different versions of blackface as an artistic <laughs> project, she said, to save Africa from going extinct. God bless her. She thought she could save Africa. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, apparently, you know, it, it must be similar to that whole African language thing that, you know, people just speak African. So you can save Africa and speak mm-hmm. African, apparently. But I'm not going to lie. So I was ready to, like, be all up in arms. Um, and I saw the pictures. And there, it is blackface. They are so beautifully portrayed. I can tell that the person who did it really came from a place of, thinking that they were doing the right thing. That's what I'll give her. Like, you don't look at these pictures and think that she was trying to be purposefully disrespectful or purposefully, like, just ignorant. It it does not read like that. It reads like she really thought, wow, I'm doing something great here. I'm going to put a lot of effort and and good energy into it. I'm just, I've just been misinformed. Yeah, it wasn't like a Halloween thing where you're just doing it for shits and giggles. Yes. You know, and it's terrible makeup. Like, she legitimately personified the women in other photos. I just don't get why. Because she has them, the images side by side with the real women in these images, which are, I mean, they both look great, but I'm like, why not just post the pictures of the real women? <laughs> ah, she's like, no, why do that when I can do something just way more ignorant? But, um, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. If you I, like have I a said, white friend, just tell them no. Be there for pull, them. Yes, please pull them to the side. In their time just, of need. 
Yes, and just say, you know what? That thing, that blackface thing you're thinking of, because you know we have to do this every Halloween. Even though people get ripped and ran over and dragged on social media, someone every Halloween thinks, not me, I'm going to be the first white person to be able to do blackface and no one's going to care. People care. Stop doing it. So that is your PSA announcement for 2016. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) So it's time for a brown break. Brown break. I like that. Oh, yeah. Did we ever get any brown break uh, songs? No no ditties from anyone? No, we did not. Where them ditties at? Uh, Yeah, where them ditties at? (laughs) (laughs) Sounded really worse when I said it out loud. (laughs) I would love a brown break ditty. Like, brown break. Brown break. Uh, 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 uh. You know me. There you go. Yes, I can. Just because I I can sing doesn't mean I should sing. And that's Mm -hmm. one of those things. Um, Brown break. You want to go first? Or I'm still trying to figure out the wording of my brown break. Um, But I could start. Like, I'm trying to think of the cohesive, like, I'm taking a brown break from. You know, I'll I'll say I'm taking a brown break from uh, people undervaluing what I bring to the table. That's what I'll say. I'll, that's probably like the most concise way that I can say it. So haters. No, not haters, but they're lately in the last few um, weeks or so, people have kind of like approached me and like my business and things that I'm doing. And the, the exchange has been so lopsided. I'm like, wow. So for example, this is just, I'm just making this, this particular scenario up, but they might say, Hey, Tiffany, I'd love for you to do, you know, $10,000 of work and I'll give you a hundred bucks. You should be happy with it. That mm-hmm. kind of like, that's what the exchanges have been lately. And I'm like, are you kidding? Like I just been so, um, it's not having, it hasn't even been frustrating, honestly, because my answer is always, um, you've lost your mind. No, like I haven't said you've lost your mind, but I'm like, you think, are you aware that I know what I bring to the table? So, no, you keep it. Like, this has been large brands. This has been smaller brands. I mean, just approaching me in a way that I'm like, are you, like, are you cl- serious? That So, it's just been very, it's been insulting. That's what it's been. It has not been frustrating because my answer is no. Quite honestly, I don't need to, um, I don't feel the need to partner or join or whatever with anyone because I know that the work that I put in, but it's been very insulting, some of the offers that I've gotten. Like, the offers have been something that you would get when you first start, but... Mm-mm. I've been like six, seven years in of like busting my behind and working really hard and to come with offers that just seem like either you have not done your research or you think that you're going to be able to trick me. So that's the part that makes me like slightly um, just disappointed is because it's like either you, you don't care about what I'm doing or you think that I'm stupid because I'm just like, what? What am I, five years old? This is babysitting money. No. <laughs> so I'm taking a brown break from people who undervalue what I bring to the table. If, you know, if you're going to partner with someone or you're going to connect with someone, please do your research. And um, and if you don't have, you know, the funds or whatever, that's fine. But don't insult people, especially people who really work really, really hard because, you know, no one has to say yes. That's one thing I've learned. Like 2016 for me is a year of no. I have no problem with it rolling off my tongue. Tiffany, would you like? Nope. What? Nope. No. No. Uh, no. So <laughs> I'm practicing no, and no is a complete sentence, and so I'm taking just a brown break from that, just because it has really rubbed me the wrong way, and I'm just like, wow. I guess because I've just been so tired, I've been working so hard, and so 
when somebody steps to you with something that's insulting, you're like, not even like remotely like, oh, I can see how. No, just straight insulting. Like, let's see if we can trick this girl. The answer is no. So that's my brown break. Jobs, Mike. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't even want to follow that up with anything. Let's just get me this week. <laughs> You can follow something light. Are there any fashion trends that you want to take a brown break from? You're like, I'm <laughs> fashion <laughs> trends. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, we can do something light. Something no. light. <laughs> um, well, I did take a brown break from apps on my phone this week. Ooh, good Specific one. apps. Apps that suck my money dry. Okay. Um, I went through, I deleted, I told you I was taking like a spending break, but, um, you know, just because I feel like I've been spending money on things that don't bring me true happiness. <laughs> and also weddings cost money I've heard um, so I deleted all the apps and I, I, I don't think people realize how much money flows through their phone like, and maybe it's for the younger generations but like I pay my bills through my phone I shop through my phone I was sitting okay I hope he doesn't listen Christmas Eve we were at we were at future husband's parents apartment and his brother showed up and I didn't really realize who was going to be there and I was like, oh, crap, I didn't get his brother a gift for Christmas. So I pull out my phone. I, I covertly go on Amazon.com, the Amazon app, buy him a gift card, email it to him, deliver it at midnight, bam, like within two minutes. Awesome. But then the money has gone. And it's like, it's amazing because you have that, you know, that, that flexibility or whatever. But it's also, I checked, I have this, I'm using this new app called Level. Okay. What's it called? Level. It's a budgeting app called Level. Which okay. I like it better than Mint, and I, I encourage you to check it out, be, or just people listening, because it doesn't just – you can have all your accounts in one place, like Mint, which is cool, and you can set goals and stuff, but it just tells you it. It, finds, it goes through your account, sees how much you have, looks at your goals, and tells you how much you can afford to spend today. Oh, I like that. Not is it just, free? It's free, yeah. I mm. just I just found it. Um, Today, it tells you how, to, how much you can spend today, this week, and this month. The three different I like categories. that level. I'm going to, you know, let me text that to myself. Because I'm, people mm. always ask me, like, I mean, no shade to Mint. A lot of people I know love Mint. But a lot of the um, the pushback I get, from because I've never used Mint, is that it's a little bit complicated. It's super complicated. And so, you know, so a lot of my dream catchers, that's the people, you know, who, who follow the budget needs. I'm always like, they're like, do you know of any other apps? But because I, like, actually enjoy budgeting, like, when I'm stressed out, like, I budget for fun. So I don't use apps. I'm like, I'm a paper and pencil Excel type of girl. And so um, I'm never able to tell them, well, try this. But you know what? I like that level. Hmm. I'm going to yeah. look into level. Mint's a pain in the ass because the whole purpose of Mint, <laughs> and other, and not just Mint, I've used other ones too, like LearnVest app, Personal Capital. Mm-hmm. I just always test them out. It's because they are supposed to track your expenses. But, like, if you live in a city where, like, you don't go to this, like, name brand stores every day. Like, if I go to the bodega or I take a yellow cab, they don't recognize the merchant, and so they don't categorize it, so you got to go categorize all, like, at the end of the month, I have, like, dozens of transactions I have to manually... Oh, no, that's too much. Oh, so much. You know, we should have an app show, because people ask all the time, like, someone hit me up, and they're like, oh, what do you and Mandy think about, you know, this app, or this... I feel like we should have, like, not necessarily a whole show, but maybe uh, um, our favorite app of the moment, or something, like, you know how we're going to do our books if we get a chance? Oh, yeah. You know, just because there's so many free, like, websites or apps or stuff that we're using that are that's really working that we can kind of share. I think that'll be fun. Well, let this be the first one. Okay. Level. So, Level. Let's try Level. I'm excited to try it now. I'm, like, on my phone trying to be like, hmm. It's the best because, I mean, you need – it's just a little reminder. Like, I'm looking at it right now. I have $54 left I can spend today. And I'm like, oh, great. I'm going to be 55 bucks ahead tomorrow because I'm not going out tonight. Good. But um, to help me not – 
resist the temptation. I deleted Seamless. I deleted Amazon's app. I deleted, oh, what are the other ones? Uber I deleted, which was kind of hard. Mm. And Lyft I deleted. And uh, Groupon. Oh, and um, I was I used to be a Groupon addict. I deleted that. Just the little, just the little apps where like, you know, little bits of money would just disappear. Like I was constantly buying books on Kindle on my phone and stuff. And um, so got rid of those and I'm, I'm feeling, it's, it, I've been a weekend and I'm feeling, I'm feeling okay. Yeah. Another thing you could turn off is that like one click Amazon, that thing is the devil, honey. Oh yeah. That was, that, it was on my phone too. <laughs> what? I didn't even yeah. realize. It is not so, just I'm, that, but the ID, I could, I use my finger to like buy music or buy something on iTunes and Amazon. You can use your finger now. Oh my God. And that means it's whoever convented that clearly genius. So, you know, that's kudos to you, but yeah. I turned off my one click option. And so, like, it's it gives me a choice, one click, or now it says, like, you know, buy it the regular way. Because sometimes, you know, you go through the process, and then you're like, what am I doing? What mm-hmm. am I doing? And then you'll stop. <laughs> and so now I force myself to go through, because now it's not automatically one click, because it's just, that's just too much. I just, I was buying things that I was never going to use, although I did buy a new book today. I can't wait till we talk about books. Because I'm like, mm-hmm. I bought a new book, and I'm excited to share. Um, well, maybe I'll share my other book, but yeah, we'll get to that. So your brown break is bringing it on home. <laughs> what is your brown break? Okay. <laughs> yeah. One on a Tiffany roller coaster. Yes. My brown break is the apps that suck my money dry. Yes. You're taking a break from suck money them. sucking dry apps. Okay. And I'm trying out the level app. And again, that's level L E V E L. Check it out. Yes. I'm going to have level by next week. I'll be able to talk to you about it. Cool. So for tips today, uh, we have a really excellent reader question that I wanted to go over. Um, I love this question so much on so many different levels because mm-hmm. I think it personifies a bunch like mistakes that a lot of people make early in their career. And thank you, Jonita, for putting yourself out there for us to, to nitpick. But um, it's a long email, so let me try and paraphrase. So Jonita just graduated 2014, so just a couple of years ago, like less than two years ago. Um, she wanted to work for a education nonprofit, and luckily, um, for me, the education, the organization that provided part of my college funding, loves me and recommended me for a job with one of those nonprofits. I had no admin experience, but there I was, two months out of college, making twenty-eight k, working as a part-time office manager for a great organization. Then a year later, well, it sounds like my first job. I was told they were looking to phase me out in order to bring in someone who could do my job in addition to taking care of other accounting and business needs. She'd only studied sociology and didn't have any desire to do accounting. So this is awful. So, of course, she was shocked. She says, I'm shocked. I was disappointed, and I didn't know what I was going to do. So this past September, she, after submitting a dozen resumes and going on a few interviews, she had a job offer. Mm Mm-hmm. She immediately accepted the job on the spot. It was a job doing what she wanted to do. It was in my field, and I had no other prospects. She said, so why not? So she accepted it without even asking what the salary was. And then she says, then on my first day of work, I discovered why I should have thought harder about this. The position was contract position through the end of the school year and only paid $1,500 a month before taxes. She said, I had just taken a giant pay cut. 
Um, so here I am three months later trying to work out my boyfriend and I's budget to make sure we can still eat after paying rent, utilities, and individual and paying out our bills. Mm-hmm. She lives in, in Washington, D.C., which is super expensive. Yes, it is. And neither of our parents have room in their homes for us to live, so we are stuck. So she's saying, all of this is to ask, what should I do? I love my job and everyone's great, but I'm at the end of my rope. Should I start looking for a new full-time position? And if so, if so, how should I handle putting this position on my resume? I think I can totally relate to, first of all, I can relate because my first job in New York City, I was laid off three months after I, applied, after I got the job, okay. which was super fun. I didn't even <laughs> have a bed frame or like a mattress. <laughs> Um, Sorry, not to laugh. No, it's okay. It was. It's funny now. Um, <laughs> and not only that, but I left that job. I I left a job in Georgia, a good job, full time as a newspaper reporter. I got that job, and two weeks later, um, the magazine in New York called me to see if I wanted a job there. And so I ended up quitting that newspaper job, solid job with benefits, after only a month of working there, and then moving to New York, only to then be let go three months later. So I can ha- I, I can tell you how to handle like putting a job on your resume that you're only there for a short period of time. Um, I can handle that, and then also that feeling of desperation when you lose your job and then you just go for the first thing that comes your way. Um, and I I understand that it can be stressful because obviously you have to have a job. You get you get a, a job offer and you're so stoked it's in your job field. But I think the mistake here was clearly not asking upfront the two crucial questions, how much does this pay and is it full-time? And I feel like the freelance economy, like it's so common now for for employers to only have contract work, which is essentially where you're working on a time frame, you don't get benefits, and your job is up in like, you know, three months, six months. I've worked at places where people are on a two-month contract and they just have to get, they have to like wait on tenterhooks every two months to see if their contract's going to be renewed. And it's like not a good way to live. So I understand how you found yourself in this position, but it, I, and it's, you can't go back, but I would say anyone who's in the position now, like, don't just take the first offer. You have to ask questions and you shouldn't yes. feel, you shouldn't feel shy. I know she just graduated, you know, less than two years ago. So she's just, you know, inexperienced. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in her case, maybe practicing or asking someone who is experienced about a job before just kind of jumping at it would have been a smart way to approach and, that mm-hmm. so moving forward what do you, i mean i think for sure she needs to be looking for oh no joke yeah you should absolutely yeah. be looking and your job's a contract job anyway like they they should not be um i don't know i feel like when you're when you hire a contractor i feel like you have less you you have less right to be upset if they when they leave yeah when they, they leave because you're telling yeah. them right off the bat we're not in, interested in investing with, in you for the long term so um, you know, why should you be sitting around waiting for them? So you should be aggressively looking for a job because you don't, it doesn't make sense if you're worried about, do we have enough to buy food? Don't put yourself in that position unnecessarily or stay in that position. And so, yeah, definitely look for another job. So this is something really for you though, Mandy, cause I have not had to write a resume in so many years, <laughs> like probably like 10 years. So how do you, how does she handle that on her resume? I mean, you put you put it on there. I mean, you have a pretty thin resume because you've only had two jobs since you graduated, it sounds like. And I think that your future employer should understand that when they hire someone your age who's recently graduated. And I say you tell them the truth. I say the first job, you um, obviously you were laid off. I mean, you don't write that on your resume, of course. I absolutely put the magazine where I worked on my resume. 
um, I did not put that I was laid off. I put all the great things I did there, of course. And then I put, you know, the, the few months that I worked there. And if they cared to look at it and do the math and find out that it was only three months, then maybe they asked. But I can't remember. Like, I think that we overestimate how much time employers have, hiring managers have to, like, review resumes. And sometimes they don't catch that kind of stuff. But if they do, you answer truthfully and you say, okay, well, um, they were looking for someone with accounting experience and I didn't um, have those skills. And so we decided to part ways, make it seem like it was a mutual decision, you know. Um, and for the other job, since your resume is thin, I would say put that on there as well. You you maybe haven't worked there long, but you are gathering skills and experience in your field. Um, if your future employee, employer asks, you know, why did you decide to leave? You can say it was a contract position and I knew that it wasn't full time and I wanted to find something. I wanted to find a place where I could work that would fully invest in me the same way that I want to invest in that uh, in that place. And I think that that should suffice. Like I don't I don't I don't see um, I don't see someone digging so much into that and like, you know, that being a complete deal breaker. And plus you're young. You have to understand that. You know, if you're under, I'm assuming you're under 25, they're not looking like, well, where's her 20 years of experience, you know? Mm -hmm. So this is part of this, your, your resume building. So it's, it's typical for somebody in your age range and to have this level of experience. So it's okay. We've all made those mistakes and choices. And so now it's like, okay, I've recognized that. So the next time what I'm going to do is this. So just put that into perspective. But I would say also... Never leave an interview before, you know, not the first interview, but maybe the second interview. You have mm -hmm. to talk about numbers. And it can be, it sounds to me like whoever hired you was really incompetent and wasn't experienced because as a hiring manager, you don't want an employee signing on to a job they don't know what the damn salary is. Like that, because you want to give that employee a chance to actually agree to the, what they're getting paid or else all you're going to get is an employee who's unhappy probably. Um, so if they don't bring it up though, if they are inexperienced and, and, you know, not professional, they maybe not bring it up. You have to ask, you know, you have to say, you know, uh, we've had a couple of interviews. I'm very interested in this position. I love the company. I wondered if we can now talk about compensation. Yes. That's a great line right there. Women always think like, it's so crazy. Like when my sister left um, her financial job that she hated and was like looking for another job, my sister has her MBA in finance. And and a, a con and, and she got a it's a dual something like like finance and marketing something crazy and I'm like and she's like oh I don't know if I'm like you have your MBA why is that women for real even the place where she was working before her boss didn't have um her MBA so I'm just like it's like we women have such a hard time like owning up and owning the fact that I'm dope you know mm -hmm. so and I, and I know it's hard you know but. And it's to our detriment, like, you're taking these things that are less than, thinking like, well, if you were a man, man, you'd be like, how much? I'm out. <laughs> I mean, you have to look at it this way, too. First of all, you're working with, she says, um, in some ways, she works with students. Oh, yeah, they, uh, her field is working with, to give college access to low-income students. These, this is a group of people, these young people from hard backgrounds, they're going to need you to give a lot, like, emotionally, um, uh, mentally, they're going to need, but how can you expect to give them anything when you haven't given yourself anything or expected anything for yourself? And you have to make sure that you're getting compensated um, in a way that matches the work you're doing. And I feel like women often give, 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 and they don't give to themselves in that way or like don't expect to be given um, what they're actually due. So 
and again, she's so young, you're going to learn, but I mean, hopefully you learn sooner rather than later. Cause there's a lot of women who, you know, think the same way. Like she says, I'd hate to disappoint them, my employer or the students I work with, but I'm at the end of my rope. Well, listen to yourself. Like the students and the employer, like, honestly, they're not paying the bills. I mean, well, they are, but they're not like, they're not going to be there for you five years down the road when you have like no savings. You really have to look out for yourself. Um, and, you, and you deserve it. Yes, that's the thing. You, it, it is your first priority to look after yourself. Yes, ma'am. So, Miss <laughs> Jonita, we hope that helped. If you have any other questions, and anyone else, if you have questions, email us at brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com. So this week, instead of wins, we talked about this before. We wanted to do um, trying to talk about people have always asked us, you know, what sort of books help you in your career and financially. So this week, Tiffany wants to share. Tiffany, tell the class. <laughs> hey, class. <laughs> so <laughs> one of my favorite books of all time, and actually I got the suggestion on Facebook. I had read. So I think we talked about, right, The Alchemist when we talked about books last. Mm-hmm. And I told you how much I love The Alchemist, so I wanted a new book, and I wrote like a year or two ago, like, hey, Facebook friends, I love The Alchemist. Is is there any other book that's like that, that kind of has that energy, beautifully written, a little bit of spirituality, but really just about bettering yourself? And someone suggested this book, and it sounded so strange. It's called Jonathan Livingston Seagull. Um, Have you ever heard of that? That's the book title? Yes. No, I never heard of it. (laughs) It's almost like... Okay. And someone's like, don't be fooled by the book title. It's an amazing book. And I have to say, it is one of my favorite books, just period. It is so beautifully written. And so it's about a seagull, which seems weird. And at first you're like, wait, what? But the, it's, the seagull is a metaphor for um, the type of person that you want to be. So there's a seagull named Jonathan Livingston Seagull. <laughs> yes, he has three <laughs> <Okay>. names. <laughs> and he starts off like every other seagull, like, but he's a little bit different. And then the rest of the seagulls are just chasing basic life, which is fish flying, but just flying just high enough to, you know, to, to catch fish because seagulls kind of dive into the water to catch fish. So most seagulls are living at a low frequency, like low vibration. They don't do any more than what they have to do. But Jonathan Livingston seagull, he starts to see flying as a means to take himself to the next level. And so he starts to practice to see if he can fly faster and the rest of the seagulls, they can't get it. So they kind of ostracize him because they're like, well, it should be, you should be happy with just living enough of a life to cover your basics. And he's like, no, that there's more to life and I want to chase after that more. I don't even know what that more is. So the story kind of like follows him. It's really it's a short book, but it's so well written. And like I said, it's beautifully written. And it actually has you look at yourself and you think to yourself, am I like the rest of the seagulls where I'm doing just enough just to live, just enough to pay bills, just enough, you know, so that way I can afford my rent. I'm not really reaching beyond myself. And I really suggest that book um, to anyone who is kind of looking for that push to the next level. It's really short. Um, when I say really short, you can honestly read it like in an hour, hour and a half, oh, but okay. it's well written enough to kind of keep you engaged because it's a story and it will help you. I usually read it once a year. It'll really motivate you to think to yourself, 
I want more out of life. I don't want to just make just enough or I don't want to just strive just enough for like basic life. You know, I want more happiness. I want joy. I want, I want to see how far I can push myself, you know, to what levels can I really reach? So, yep. So just Google. I mean, there's only one book. <laughs> you Ooh, it's Google 112 it. pages. <laughs> yeah, super short. I'm telling you, Mandy, I think you'll really like it. Jonathan Livingston Siegel. I bought it for my Kindle. I don't always like read. If something's really meaty and heavy, I like I like to get the physical book. But if something is like, like it, I wouldn't say it's fun, but if something's like a little bit lighter, I like to read it on my Kindle. And so this is definitely a great Kindle read, like on the train or like, you know, headed home from work or whatever. You'll finish it fairly quickly and you'll thank me. Okay, well, she seems sure of herself. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm going to check it out. Meanwhile, I read a three-book crime series in, like, a weekend. Like, you know when you read so much and so quickly? Like, I haven't read like that since probably college, where I just, like, devour books in a weekend. And then I have this, like, book hangover (laughs) where I am, like, where I am, I feel tired and dehydrated, but then also I'm just like craving the next hit. I'm like, yes. and there's no fourth book. And I'm just like, Ugh. it's the, it's the Cormoran strike novels. This has nothing to do with inspiring anybody. It's a crime. Okay. It's a, <laughs> it is like the fruits of a nice holiday vacation. I just read these three books, um, but it's the Cormoran strike novels. Um, Cormoran is kind of a weird word. C-O-R-O-M-A-N um, okay. written by Robert Galbraith which who happens to be jk rowling who happened to write harry potter i know i'm a harry potter really how coincidental mandy Mm. i know but my brother my little brother got him for me for christmas and it's so different than i mean it's nothing like harry potter it's it's a suspense it's a grown-up novel like there's sex drugs alcohol serial killers people chopping up bodies um but anyway it was a good book so oh and you cannot read that in an hour there were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages um but they were good I love a good crime novel. Me and honestly, you know, I lo- I I'm not one. Of, you know how some people are like, oh, you know, I love you know graphic novels or I love romance novels. I'm like a very, you know, I cheat on all the genres. Like sometimes I love romance novels when I'm into them. Sometimes I love inspirational books. I read business books. I. I don't have a particular genre that I stick to. I just like good writing, yeah, and, and I shouldn't. You know, and so I'm just, I used to be such an average, I mean, I still read probably more than average, but I used to be like a two books a week type of reader, like at least, you know, and I want to kind of get back to, because reading to me is really relaxing and I love learning new things and taking those new things. Even if like, you know, I've never been into like the crime because I don't like gory, scary things. So they stick with me. But um, I'm definitely into, like, crime as it relates to, like, ooh, that's an interesting way to think about stuff. So, yeah, maybe I'll read – is it really graphic? Because I'm like mm-hmm. – Maybe don't read the third – yeah, it's pretty graphic. <laughs> I mean, the third book, there's a serial killer who chops up women's bodies and puts them in the freezer. So Oh, yeah, so I'm just going to stay away from that. But <laughs> You know when you read a book, though, and it's, like, light outside in the morning and then it's, like, dark outside when you finally come up for air and you have to turn the lights on and stuff? Like, that's, yeah, like, that's the kind of deep reading – yeah on that note <laughs> episode 20 yes episode 20 is a rap skis it's been so fun as usual chatting with you mandy thank you for taking your break from your busy entrepreneur life right i'm just like well no honestly i love this is it's brown ambition is like one of the few constants in my life you know because weekly we do this it's like i make time for this and it just feels good to like take a break laugh because when I'm doing this with you I can't like do extra things on the side I can't multitask I have to remain pre- present so thank you I get jealous so 
better that way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, you know how to reach us. You can email us at brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com. Tweet us at the BA Podcast. Oops, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say the BA Podcast. You can tweet us. You know, that's the one I remember. Yeah. <laughs> and you can Facebook us or, you know, right on our wall, um, Brown Ambition on Facebook. Happy weekend. See you guys next week. Bye. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.